The following is brought to you by Braided Media. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Narratives of Purpose. My name is Claire Morigande. I am your host on this show. And my goal is to amplify social impact by bringing you inspiring individual stories of ordinary people who are making extraordinary social impact within their communities or around the world. So if you're looking for a program that showcases unique stories of change makers, stories of people who are contributing to make a difference in society, and at the same time, you want to get inspired to take action, then this podcast is definitely for you. My second guest this November is Jean-Philippe Kalonji, also known as JP Kalonji. JP is an illustrator, a comic artist, and a painter based in Geneva, Switzerland. He is the artistic director at Civitas Maxima, an NGO that defends victims of war crimes. JP is also an editorial illustrator for the newspaper Le Temps, likewise headquartered in Geneva. I have known JP for several years now, and he is one of the many artists I believe should share the mic on this show, alongside social entrepreneurs and other change makers. So for this very last episode of our second season, we bring an artistic touch to the conversations we've had all along, specifically around the topic of social justice, which is our focus this month. Do take a moment to rate and to review our show on your preferred podcast listening app. But right now, listen to JP's journey and how he contributes to social change as an artist. A very warm welcome to you, JP. It's a great pleasure to have you on the show. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you for having me. So I've known you now for quite a while, but I'd like to, to give you the chance to introduce yourself to, to our audience. So who is JP and what would you like to share with our audience from your background? Yeah, I'm a cartoonist, author, comic author. I do a lot of storyboard. I work for the press, usually, and I work also in the comics world. I did a lot of several different uh, work and, and genre. I like to, to switch from different style to another one. Paper is not only my battlefield. This is what I like to say. I do this since now, well, 20 years now, more than 20, 25 years. Uh, I started uh, really early. And uh, yeah, I enjoy doing this. And uh, this is my life. So you just said right there that you've been doing this for 20 years. Give us a little bit of a sense of how your path was um, to reach where you are today. First of all, I think uh, drawing drawing started now like like any young kid for me. For me, it was you know by passion, and I really knew earlier that I really want to do it as my everyday life, you know. And I started to realize this is what I want to do, you know, for a living. Uh, watching other artists and cartoonists and and, and people who just draw. Uh, incredible characters or or write stories and they they simply inspire me they simply inspire me and uh, when you are inspired you know by by these 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 people for me it, it became natural I, I knew that this is what I want to do I was like completely focused on 
jarring day by day by day when all my friends was like popping out you know to to have fun i was the okay the geek the weird guy you know i, I don't like to use that that word about like geek things you know but uh I was just passionate about uh, drawing and how drawing continued to nourish me and uh, touch me and can touch also like people, like the power of the drawing, you know, is. So uh, I love my job. I love my work. I love what I do. And uh, I feel very fortunate to do what, you know, what I do right now, uh, because also I met a lot of professionals, you know, during all my career. These big professional who who now became friends, you know, the people who I used to admire. So it's a long, it's it's a very long process, you know, from from the age of sixteen to twenty one to the first time when I met, you know, like um, my my first editor. Uh, it was for a magazine here, a local magazine in Geneva. You know, we talk about like uh, uh, young youngsters, uh, bon dessinée graphic novels. You know, and uh, it was called it like Sofkeeper, and and the guy was named uh, was Mark Villa. And this guy is, uh, I think, is the first one who gave me my chance. Uh, so I would like to thank him, you know, is the one who gave me my chance. You know, it was in 1992. I made my first comic book called Street Nation. Uh, it was like short story, short novel stories about like the hip hop world. But the hip hop world in Geneva, you know, when, when the movement, when this music came, you know, in, in, in Switzerland, you know, in Geneva. So I decided me to translate, you know, all my my stories and all the, the, the good stories and the good vibes that we have here in short novels, you know, short, short, uh, short drawings. Now, I'd like this to focus perhaps on something that you've been doing much more recently. You're the artistic director of an organization called Civitas Maxima, which is uh, focusing on, on supporting um, victims of international crime. So first of all, tell me a bit about that organization and then, you know, what led you to join them? Well, Civitas Maxima is an independent legal representation of victims of war crimes and crimes against humanity. And it was built and, and, and created by uh, Alain Werner. And I met, um, for, the, for, for the story, Alain is a, is a very old, is an old friend from uh, now 20 years. He used to work at the Tribunal Penal International. Yeah, I, I, I saw him like many times on TV, you know, like uh, because he, he actually, um, Played the case of uh, Charles Taylor. In 2016, he called me. He said, like, hey, JP, how are you doing? Um, do you still like drawing? And I was like, yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, and he said, like, are you are you up for a coffee? And I was like, okay, sure. And so he's been in a coffee. And then he had this idea. Like, then he said, look, I would like to put some illustration in my annual report. And it was like, what? <laughs> Like, do you want make some drawings in your annual report talking about like victims of war crimes and crimes against humanity? And my first thought, you know, in the beginning, it was like really shocked because um, my drawing is more like not not funny, but um, uh, yeah, such a comics hero Japanese style uh, vibes. And and I didn't make like the the the, the relation, you know, like how how can I help you? And I mean. And then he said, like, wait a minute. Then he proposed me to create uh, a character called Musu as a little girl. Then she can um, tell exactly the adventures of what happening uh, in, in Liberia. Talk, we talk about the, the mass 
murder and the the, the, the atrocity during you know the the, the the bloodshed. In the beginning, you said like create some character or illustrate some topic of my animal report, and this is exactly what I made. And then he was really, really, really happy. And in the world of lawyers and expert and judge, and there was a mass big response on on positivity, like wow, this is great. Uh, such a great idea, Alain, uh, to illustrate this. Because let's be honest, you know, like with all the problems of the world, you know, right now, you know, of course it was before the pandemic. A lot of people was like uh, in their bubble, you know, don't want to hear about like what happened in, in, in Africa or even in Yemen, you know, except the people who really work, you know, in this kind of field. And me, my work was to create a bridge through my drawings, you know, to put a word or translate, you know, uh, the words or the probably the review or the report and also explain what the NGO exactly uh, do. It was very, uh, uh, you know, essential for, for uh, Alain put in, in light um, that it's a collaboration with uh, also the local uh, um, NGO in Liberia and not seen as a European white guys who we're going to 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 make the difference or we uh, this this is this is our goal. No, what I remember and and what I always notice from Alain is first of all it's about the victims. It's to give them a place, a word, then they can explain you know and to to find justice. It's very important for him and it's crucial for. I think it's the core of Civitas Maxima. This past year is uh, marks the five years anniversary of Civitas Maxima, you know, and it was in 2017. Let me read you, you know, what, what he said about it. It's, um, he said, this past year marks the five year anniversary of Civitas Maxima, uh, a journey since our start, and we are very proud of how far we have come and want to thank the victims for their trust because this is very the most important thing. Um, He's the most passionate person that I ever met in this field. And all, all the people of Civitas that, that who I work with, I'm, I'm really fortunate and, and lucky to work with this, with this incredible, incredible uh, talent. And, and this is what I love also in my work because the, the, the drawing era, I mean, all, everything that I've done, you know, just lead me to work in, in this kind of field. And probably I've jumped to your question uh, about like, how, how come? Mm -hmm, exactly. I could say like, I'm not only a cartoonist, you know, I'm not only a comics author. I'm, I'm, I'm not only uh, an artist. I'm, I'm, I'm also a human being, you know, and I'm living here and I, I can't be you know, only in my bubble. You know, what I could do, you know, with my skills and with, with my art is to help in any way. Me, um, in a moment of my life, I was like, okay, you have fun. You've been in, in U.S. You, uh, you had all of good things. You've been in Japan. You enjoy all that. So what now? If I can help, you know, with my drawings, simply. If I can help, you know, with my drawings, uh, a cause such like this one. There is no question for me, you know. I'm super lucky. And with the big experience, you know, that I have uh, with Musu and the and the, 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 the cartoon that we, we create, you know, with that. Uh, the crew of Civitas Maxima, um, after a year, it was so successful in Liberia and Monrovia that 
some of the artists there and uh, people from the theater started to play the adventure of Musu and they go in villages to talk about like, okay, let's talk about our wounds. Let's talk about what happened, you know, to the generation that didn't know like the, the genocide. So basically being part of the healing process, right? Exactly. Being a part of the healing process. I was astonished about like how many comic book and, and graphic novel talked about like the end, the apocalypse. Okay, great. We know the collapse, but now what? What are we going to do? Is anyone is able to draw a future of it on the good side? And it's the same for movies. So like, is anyone could show me like a, a future that is possible? Could someone have the power or the thought to project your mind into the future without seeing like this catastrophe, like uh, when people say, like, yeah, but it was fire everywhere. Where, 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 where can you see um, uh, a bit of hope? I'm like, by looking forward and by believe that, no, this is not the end. I have a, I have a young girl. Uh, I'm, I'm a young dad. I'm a girl of six years old now. And um, I don't want to say to her, like, oh, sorry, you're born. You know what? Everything's going to fall apart. So. Just enjoy for the moment because we're all going to burn. No, this is my responsibility as an adult, as an artist. Do the best as I can to be a part of the right history and not feed the beast or feed the bad news. Of course, there is information. It's very important to say, like, there is this problem. But it's not about, like, avoid the problem or, or hiding, you know? No, it's yeah. about, like, okay, I want to talk to people who have solutions create you know I'm, i want to be a part of these people and this is the reason why i work with these ngos and the reason why i work with uh, uh le temps the newspaper uh when they came to me and they, they, they decided to make a portrait of me so just for our listeners le temps is a newspaper in geneva right and so you're collaborating with them on editorials and on specific topics Because I recall seeing a few articles where you had collaborated uh, mostly about domestic violence as well and the heritage of, of Switzerland and colonialism, things that were not really known. True. That, that, that one was a smart move from them because uh, they were like, okay, let, let's talk about the colonial thing. And said so like, okay, we have an artist and I think he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna dig it. He's going to plunge on it. <laughs> and this is exactly what I, what I did. Uh, and it was perfect. Now in terms of you know, working, collaborating with Le Temps, do you see how your drawings are also participating in building this bridge? You know, you mentioned earlier that you're kind of building this bridge between all these topics and getting closer to people. What is your observation there? Yes, uh, my observation is uh, working with the press is working fast, um, sketching really quick. I observe also... First, you have to learn and, and read, of course, the articles, you know, before, you know, everything has to be inked and approved, you know, by um, the journalist and the chief editor uh, before the printing. What I observe also is uh, my way, uh, my, my different manners of uh, drawing and my approach is to find the particular details in it that the reader can have a, a straight look 
And it needs to have like two things in mind. Uh, first, look the picture and said, oh, wow, this is beautiful. Second, the illustration have to reflect the general idea of the article. And uh, I learned from day one since now, uh, I love to read articles because first, you know, I, I nourish my, 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 my own knowledge about like different topics. I'm really here to just make a link. You know, I'm, I'm the little chain who make that link. Uh, but that, that, that chain or that link have to be clean, have to be a, a, a perfect DNA, you know, uh, in the article. And uh, I gained their trust because my goal was like, okay, I'm gonna make you beautiful, beautiful things that automatically you will call me like, hey, we have this topic. We need JP, you have to do this baby. So you basically established yourself as a artist of reference, if I can say, for their newspaper? I honestly can say that. And in a moment, um, I'm happy to say that there is like some journalists We say like, hey, I have this article, but I want Kalonji to make the drawing for this. And some of them say like, oh, but we could we could put a photo. Like, no, I want an illustration of Kalonji. And some readers say like, uh, like, hey, you know what? I, I buy Luton now because I see your drawing and I read the article. So it's a win-win, you know, it's a win-win. And for me also, it established me uh, as a, oh, wow, okay, you draw on Luton. It's serious, you know. I have this feeling that maybe artists in general or even culture at large, if you take it like that, the impact in society is not always recognized. Do you see it that way or not? And how do you see that evolving in the future? It's a quite long story of artists not being recognized or the, the cultural genre is, is not recognized you know, by society and then being abused or used and people don't see the actors but the, during the pandemic lots of people were you know locked of course and they realized like without all the essential group of people around the world of artists or actors in, in any kind of discipline uh, suffer a, this lack of recognition but also open uh, an eye a clearly eye of there is a problem a country without culture uh, is not a country we are essential to the life in general of, of, of anyone. The culture is, it's one of the core. It's, it's very important. You, you cannot um, put aside that. You know, it's not possible. I mean, people traveling to go in, in, in different uh, cities of Europe, in Italy, it's all about the culture. You go in Italy, you go in Rome. Oh, come on. The city is just like, ah, okay, there is a Coliseum, but the rest, you know, all these paintings to this culture, that it smell, it smelled that, you know? And when you go in New York or the MoMA or in Africa, it's so, 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 so linked to what we are now, you know, as, as human beings. Invest in culture and support artists. That's the message, right? Yeah. The message is just like investing because you, 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 you gain on that. It's interesting now that to see that Red Bull, uh, this uh, energy drink company, uh, was more into extreme sport and now they turn their they're changing their um, their vibes into like uh, artists street artists they invest a lot in that you know like uh prevention and things so they they realize the impact you know okay there is that the influencers that these or that but artists now nowadays it's competition is tough but as long as you know what you have if you have interesting to say 
you always find a place. This example you're sharing with me that Red Bull is is switching their gears from from extreme sports to artist. What would you, as an artist and doing this for over 20 years now, what would be your advice to the younger generation or someone who'd come up to you? Let's say your daughter, you mentioned your daughter is six years old. If in a few years she says, you know, Dad, I want to go this path. What would be your main advice from, from your experience so far? Main advice was simple. Love what you do. Be serious with that. Be committed. Enjoy every minute because it's a passion. And at the end, when it's a passion, it's not a work. You could spend like 48 hours just like, woohoo, drawing like crazy. Of course, you're going to be tired at a moment and then you take a break. But you don't feel that. Like, oh. Sometimes, of course, it's, it's not common. The, the, the character that you have in your mind is not, it's not flawless as, as you want. But it's there is something like uh, very spiritual with, with, the, with the drawing. Uh, it's something that is not physically here, is in your mind, in your spirit. Any flawless come into your mind, then it's a little bit weird. Then it's become a bit more clear. And then, boom, you put this on the paper. And then the ID that you have in your mind close from 98%. And then you put it on your sheet. It's just like 74, 75. But it's... It's, I think this process for me, it's, okay, we, we call magic. But for me, drawing have a spiritual uh, connection. Yeah, the advice is uh, be committed. Be committed to what you do and, and do it seriously and do it with the heart. It's success. As long as you do this, you know, with your heart, it's successful. Go wild. Be you. Be honest with, with, with your work. And uh, whatever you, you could do, it's you. Because we all have one fingerprint. There's this thing I like to do at the end of, um, of every discussion with my guests, which is my quick preview questions. I have three short questions because I like to find out, you know, what type of music you're listening to or what books you're reading. So I have three short questions. And the first one is, you know, what is the music that you're listening at the moment? Or what is the book that you're reading? Do you have something that is kind of on repeat on your playlist, for instance? Or do you have a book on your nightstand that you can just go to bed without reading? It's so difficult because I draw, I, I, most of the time I put soundtrack movies. I like, I like soundtrack movies to, to draw. And, uh, and, it, and it depends, again, you know, like the drawing. It could be like uh, from hip-hop to rock to punk rock to UK stuff. Uh, Loyal Kerner is, is just one, uh, one of the, the, the guys I'm listening a lot. I'm, I'm listening a lot, you know, some, some still. Uh, a man, you know, Yasin Bey, a.k.a. Most Def. Uh, some old school stuff, some new stuff also. I discovered a lot of new artists. This, this is like, it's too many. It's difficult to say. And the last album, probably, of uh, Fire Munch. This is really lyricist, punk, rock sound. This is kind of very energetic music. Uh, and in terms of books, uh, the book now is the Bible way of uh, Judaism um, story. It's called the uh, Sefer Hayashach. The second question is... Is there a book or even a specific music, album, whatever, that had resonated with you at a specific time in your life? Yes, there is a specific book, a specific one. Yeah, uh, it's uh, Hagakure, 
the Hagakure is the is the code of uh, Bushi Bushido Samurai, you know, in Japanese. It's, it's an old treaty written from the 18th to the 16th century. It's really interesting in terms of book and in terms of music. DNB drum and bass when I want to get mad, you know, just like woo. And if I have to choose one track, I'm not gonna say one track. One artist is Dilinja. Dilinja drum and bass. And my very, very last one, but I think this is a tough one. Maybe you don't have an answer to it. Is that do you have like an all-time favorite, you know, be it book or music, that you would say people need to listen to that or people need to read this book? For the music, it will be Mike Stevens. So what? And for the book, easy. Uh, for me, it would be the Bible. Easy. Thank you so much. Thank you. And and thank you for the time. I know yeah, this took a lot of time and I really appreciate it. It was great to, to connect with you again. And thank you for sharing your journey with me and with our listeners. No problem. Thanks again to all the listeners and for the podcast and, and, and for you for the invitation. That was episode 25, a conversation with JP Kanonji. I truly enjoyed this discussion and was delighted to host an artist for the first time on the podcast. I really like how JP uses his skills and his art beyond entertainment to support different causes as something natural that shouldn't be even questioned. I must confess that I regained interest in reading the newspaper Le Temps since I saw his illustrations. This goes to show how impactful his drawings are. Thank you so much for tuning in today and listening to this new episode. Or should I say this last episode, which concludes our second season. Join me again soon for more stories of social impact from global change makers. If you want to be a featured guest or you know someone who might be interested, feel free to reach out. You can send us an email at narrativespodcast, all in one word, at gmail.com. You'll find the email address in the show notes. Or you can contact us directly on social. We are on Facebook at Narratives of Purpose, on Instagram at Narratives of Purpose underscore podcast, and on LinkedIn at Narratives of Purpose podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts and share our show within your network. Make sure you also sign up for our newsletter on our homepage so you can stay informed firsthand about all our activities. Until the next episode, take care of yourselves, stay well, and as always, stay inspired. This podcast was produced by Tom at Rustic Studios.